Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, January 26th, and we start with local news. Place of Hope has led the way in drug and alcohol treatment in Murray County, serving the community under the radar without much recognition for almost 25 years. However, to those who have received help from the center, the Coop family, who runs the 64-bed facility for adult men and women dealing with issues of alcoholism, addiction, co-occurring disorders, and homelessness, is well-known and appreciated. For program participants to experience a new redeemed life is enough of an accolade for Mike and Beverly Coop, who started the nonprofit in 1997. In the building of the former Bel Air Nursing Home, Place of Hope, located on James Campbell Boulevard, has stood steady and waiting for the next desperate soul to come through the door since it officially opened on April 20th of 2000. Place of Hope is the only free and state-licensed faith-based treatment facility in the United States. The Christ-centered 12-step treatment center provides services such as drug and alcohol treatment, temporary homeless shelter, operational kitchen, and salon. Deciding to accept the call to start the facility, the Coop's vision for the nonprofit started with prayer, which is a constant that remains so nearly 25 years later. Mike Coop, a former drug and alcohol addiction program leader at Murray Regional Medical Center, said he had strings for a nonprofit center years ago that would seek to provide help and guidance for 12 different life areas based on biblical teachings. Nearly 30 years ago, my father left a lucrative career as a counselor providing services for profit to start a nonprofit faith-based treatment experience unlike anything that had really been done before, daughter Chelsea Coop said. His vision was unique, and it was important to him to provide high-quality, 12-step, and faith-based treatment that was licensed by the state of Tennessee. However, he wanted to do it at no charge to individuals or their families. Most thought he was crazy or doubted an idea like this would be possible, but he believed he wouldn't fail because it wasn't his mission, it was God's, she said. A family affair, the Coop's three daughters, including Chelsea, Cassie Gray, and Carrie Ogles, helped to operate the facility, facility along with their families. The family's efforts have resulted in more than 4,200 people being given the chance to be rescued from their addiction over the years. Brother Mike, as residents fondly call him, says he believes in creating a life fully restored for each program participant. Medical doctors volunteer their services for free at the center if needed, which is only one piece of the services found at the center. Mental health treatment is also a major component, coupled with the addiction program. The Coops have also found ways to assist the homeless population in a limited capacity with temporary shelter, a shower, and a meal for those who have been displaced through life circumstances. The center also operates Village of Hope, a 15-unit apartment complex that provides affordable permanent rental housing for low-income people with disabilities in Murray County. The center's free care is made possible by a mix of generous churches, local individual donations, and some state funding. Operating and expanding the center over the years has often required relying on the direction of faith, including unforeseen blessings that have come along the way, Mike Coop says. Even the building, once owned by Forrest Preston of Bell Air Nursing Home, was donated to the Coop family in 2006, following several years of seeing their work move forward and change lives. 
When they opened the doors in 2000, support seemed to pour in. Food and clothing were donated by those who believed in the mission, and still do, the staff says. Back then, the need for repairs was great, Mike Coop said, recalling a leaky roof that dripped into a kiddie pool in the hallway just outside the front office. Several years ago, Conduit Church in Franklin came together with financial backing and manpower to completely overhaul the inside of the aging facility, updating the clinical design on the interior to a more modern, homey environment. A highlight of the property is the garden run by program participants, providing fresh and healthy food to aid in recovery and well-being. Residents learn skills and contribute to daily operations and activities. On any given day, residents can be seen preparing breakfast in the kitchen, while longtime staff member Hal Zhang, who was rescued from the streets at one point in his life, can be found helping with the yard work at the facility. With little advertisement, years of grateful folks like past program participant Terry Davidson can attest to the impact of Columbia's Haven for the Broken. Davidson, for example, has seen miracles in her life from the treatment she received at the center and has given back more than a decade of her time to working the front lines at Place of Hope as admissions coordinator. She currently continues to give back by helping clients with assessments, onboarding, transitioning, counseling, and other client services. Davidson has been recovering from alcoholism for more than a decade and nearly as long serving the center. More recently, other health victories like remission from cancer have only further turned her own hope to certainty that God has no shortage of miracles. Mike Coop has wondered if Place of Hope should have been named Place of Miracles since they happen there every day, he said. When Mike and Beverly Coop started Place of Hope, the group of helpers was small. Jim Beck, a licensed alcohol and drug abuse counselor, has been serving the facility almost since the beginning. Cassie Coop recently completed her Master's of Social Work at Middle Tennessee State University and helps lead the clinical administrator aspects of the facility. Her husband, Luke, also helps with IT services. Chelsea offers counseling services and even shares her musical talent during on-site church services. The youngest, Carrie, helps with human resources, related tasks as the staffing needs of the center have grown. Mike Coop himself has 47 years of continuous sobriety and has been professionally helping others to do the same for the majority of that time. Starting out as a drug and alcohol abuse counselor at Murray Regional Medical Center in 1988, he pioneered an approach to treating those who suffered from addiction, a program that lasted for about 10 years. At the time, he says there was nothing else like it in the area as he and a small team worked to treat patients in a devoted wing of the hospital. Drug treatment was new, as alcohol treatment eventually made way for cocaine addiction treatment, Coop said. Then came the opioid epidemic and the rise of methamphetamines. Then the most recent and most deadly fentanyl crisis, Coop said, recounting the crisis of substance abuse through the decades. Now we have fentanyl, which is really a form of chemical weaponry, Coop said. I'm 71 years old and I'm more inspired today than when I started this, he said. The treatment that Coop offers for the changing climate of addiction treatment is not the typical 28-day stay and release program. Participants must seek a medically-assisted detox prior to a stay at Place of Hope, he said. Participants at first enter the facility for an assessment and go through a short period of supportive living, then daily core treatment classes. Clients learn about the disease model of addiction and how it has become a dominant controlling factor in their lives. Although not all make it, Coop said more than most beat the odds at Place of Hope to create a new and vital life for themselves and for their loved ones.
Columbia Central's Alex Davis stormed through the semifinals of the TSSAA Division I State Individual Bowling Tournament Wednesday, then won a nail-biter to clinch the championship at Smyrna Bowling Center. With his 226 in the finals, the Columbia Central junior edged Stewart's Creek freshman Mateo Quintero by four pins to give the Lions their fourth individual titleist and the program's first in eight years. It's great to be here, said Davis, who follows Luke Flat, who won it in 2016, Cole Flat, who won it in 2014 and 15, and Michael Poirier, who won it in 2008 as Central State Bowling Champions. It's nice, he said. A fifth-place finisher at last year's state tourney, Davis opened the semifinals with a 225 and followed with four other 200 games, including a 257 en route to a six-game pinfall total of 1,324. That performance put him at the head of the six-man ladder finals. He led the pack all the way through, veteran Columbia Central coach Randy Cook said. He bowled well all day. Quintero, who came out of the semifinals with a 1,229, opened ladder play in the number five as the number five boulder and won his initial match against Green Hills' Aiden Neal, 190-172. to He followed with victories over Kingsport Dobbins' Bennett's Blake McReynolds, 201-164, to Science Hills' Peyton Abel, 168-153, to and Smyrna's Josh Morgan, 213-130, to the defending state champion. Hats off to Mateo. I've watched him bowl since he was a whole lot younger, Coach Cook said. He came all the way up through the field. While sitting through the initial stages of the ladder matches was nerve-wracking, it also provided a fact-finding scenario for Davis. It was a little rough watching my friends in match play get put out, he said, but it also helped because I was able to see what the lanes were doing and how they were transitioning as the games were going. Heading into the championship matchup, Davis said his primary objective was to make Quintero uncomfortable. My main goal I had coming in was keeping pressure on him, not letting him get any relaxation, make him keep thinking about it, said Davis, who did so initially by throwing four straight strikes to open. I felt like I threw the ball well, like I wanted to, he said. An open fifth frame gave Quintero an opening and he took advantage, stringing together a trio of strikes after the three he posted to start the match and going up by as many as 17 pins but after picking up a three-pin leave in the eighth frame, the freshman had an open frame in the ninth. Davis responded with back-to-back strikes before knocking down eight pins with his second ball in the tenth to clinch the victory. Open frames can hurt you big, real big, Cook said. He's got the talent. It just comes down to a lucky break. You've got to be consistent, but you've got to accept and take the lucky break and capitalize, and that's what he did. Central senior Brendan Bilson placed 27th with Lawrence County's James Runyon's 35th and Spring Hill's Braden Hayes 36th. In Division II, Columbia Academy's Nathan Hutto finished 16th individually and Knox Ransom finished 20th. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation, the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, announced that Jill A. Giles has, was named Chief Financial Officer of the bank. The position was formerly held by Bobby Krimmel, who continues as Chief Financial Officer for the corporation. I am pleased to announce the promotion of Jill to Chief Financial Officer of First Farmers and Merchants Bank, stated Brian K. Williams, First Farmers Chairman and CEO. Jill has served as Chief Accounting Officer of the bank since 2020 and previously served as the bank's controller. As CFO, she will have primary responsibility for accounting, accounts payable, central balancing, treasury, facilities, management reporting systems, and shareholder services. 
She has worked closely with Bobby Krimmel, who previously served as the bank's CFO, and I expect a smooth transition in these responsibilities to her. Jill Giles joined First Farmers in 2013 as controller for the bank. She was promoted to chief accounting officer, where she has been responsible for the day-to-day operations and management of the accounting function of the bank. She was awarded the First Farmers Innovation Award in 2018 in recognition of her leadership in implementing more efficient accounts payable solutions for the bank. In her new role as CFO of the bank, Jill will oversee the preparation of all financial reporting, budgeting, and tax and regulatory reporting. She will continue to assist Bobby Krimmel with financial reporting for the holding company. She will also provide oversight of the treasury function of the bank, including asset liability management, interest rate risk management, investments, pricing, management reporting systems, and facilities management. Jill's new duties will include management of shareholder services, which includes communications with shareholders, dividend payments, and stock repurchases. She will partner with senior leadership to develop and implement strategies across the organization and will ensure the integrity of the bank's financial systems and reporting process through the development and implementation of corporate corporate accounting policies and internal control processes, concluded Williams. Prior to joining First Farmers, Giles worked in public accounting as an audit manager and provided internal and external audit services for community banks. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting from the University of Tennessee at Martin and a Master's in Science a Master's in Science degree in accounting from Middle Tennessee State University. She is a certified public accountant and a member of the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. She's a past president for Habitat of Humanity, Williamson Murray, and remains an active supporter in the community. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation is the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, a community bank serving the Middle Tennessee area through 22 offices in seven Middle Tennessee counties. As of September 30th, First Farmers reported total assets of approximately $1.9 billion, total shareholders' equity of approximately $99 million, and administered trust assets of $5.4 billion. For more information about First Farmers, visit the web at www.myfirstfarmers.com. The Columbia State Community College Foundation has been recognized with a grant of $15,000 from the Robert K. and Anne H. Zell Fund for Fine and Performing Arts of the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee to support the Performance Series, which provides a quality performing arts experience to the community and surrounding rural region. This grant will help showcase talented artists that uplift and entertain audiences through the power of the performing arts, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. The Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, a nonprofit striving to build a more thriving and inclusive community today and for generations to come, by transforming thoughtful generosity into positive change, has announced $2.8 million in grants to 438 nonprofit organizations as part of the 2023 annual grant making process. Good work happens every day in our community through the efforts of dedicated and talented staff and volunteers of nonprofit organizations, and we are happy to support that work said Laundria Lewis, Vice President of Grants at Community Foundation. This season's First Farmers Performance Series has three shows remaining on performing February 15th is Steep Canyon Rangers. The Steep Canyon Rangers are big players in the bluegrass and Americana music scene today, and their performance is sure to be unforgettable. March 14th, Shane Prophet will perform. 
Country singer-songwriter Shane Prophet went from punching the clock for the city of Columbia to rocking sold-out crowds at the Ryman and standing ovations at the Grand Ole Opry. Closing the series April 18th is John Oates. John Oates, a member of the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame and best-selling singer-songwriter, will share an acoustic evening of songs and stories. Community Foundation awards discretionary grants annually from its unrestricted and field of interest funds through an open application process to Middle Tennessee profit organi- nonprofit organizations addressing community needs and benefiting the well-being of citizens through valuable programs and innovative services. More information on the grant process is online at www.cfmt.org forward slash grants dash scholarships. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Linda June Coffee Briggs, 82, a resident of Columbia and retired secretary for Highland Church of Christ, passed away Friday, January 19th at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Saturday, January 27th at 10 a.m. at Highland Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday, January 26th from 4 to 7 p.m., at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. George Allen Clanton, 92, retired employee of Occidental Chemical Company and a resident of Columbia, died January 12th at Meadowbrook Nursing Home in Pulaski. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, January 27th at 11 a.m., followed by a memorial service at 11.30 at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Randall Bernard Randy Messick, 75, a resident of Columbia, passed away at Murray Regional Medical Center on Monday, January 22nd. A celebration of life visitation will be held on Saturday, January 27th from 1 to 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Jerry Allen Uzel, 82, a resident of Cullioca and retired employee of Lewis County Middle School, passed away Monday, January 22nd at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Sunday, January 28th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, January 27th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have overcast skies today with areas of dense fog. The high will be about 61 degrees with light and variable winds. Tonight, we can expect rain showers with more fog. The low will be 47 degrees with winds out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. 
about a half an inch of rain is possible. For your weekend forecast, we will see rain and thunderstorms on Saturday with a high of about 53. Rain will continue Saturday night, whose low will get to be around 39. On Sunday, more clouds will cover us with a slight chance of more rain. The high will be 43 degrees with an overnight low of around freezing. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. 
Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrilis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee House members looking into the feasibility of rejecting federal education funding aren't recommending taking that dramatic action, but they do want a comprehensive study of food waste in school cafeterias under federally funded child nutrition programs. They also want their chamber to begin reviewing any new federal rules and directives sent to the state education department, and they want to conduct annual hearings into federal requirements for student testing. The actions are among a handful of recommendations outlined in a 13-page report submitted January 19th by House members to legislative leaders. During five days of hearings in November to study what federal money Tennessee receives for its K-12 students in schools, House members frequently zeroed in on food waste through school programs funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Representative John Reagan, an Oak Ridge Republican, suggested that Tennessee could do a better job of overseeing such programs to improve their efficiency, but that more information is needed. Anderson County Schools, which is located in Reagan's district near Knoxville, has studied food waste at one of its high schools. But other, but few other, I'm sorry, one of its schools, but few other Tennessee districts have, and there's no statewide data measuring the amount of uneaten food in cafeterias. Nationally, about 41% of milk and 31% of vegetables are discarded from lunch trays, according to the Agriculture Department's 2019 School Nutrition and Meal Cost Study. When you have a $480 million program in Tennessee, 31% waste is a lot of money. That could be devoted to hiring new teachers, buying more classroom supplies, fixing the roof, whatever, Reagan stated after the hearings. He said his goal is not to starve children, but to optimize these programs. The House report recommends that the state agriculture and education departments evaluate food waste in public schools and determine whether to contract with an outside agency to develop an improvement plan. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Looking for a physician? Choosing a health care provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne Counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group. Your health is our primary care. 
Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Suffering from cabin fever with all the snow and rain? This weekend offers an opportunity to better to prepare for better weather activities, brush up on your paddling and kayaking skills, courtesy of Mule Town Rec. Mule Town Rec, located at 1446 Oak Springs Drive in Columbia, will host an indoor kayak class from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Sunday at its center's indoor pool. The first half of the class will consist of classroom-based lessons, including life jackets and other safety equipment, what to do during hazardous weather and water conditions, and trip planning. The second half will be a hands-on lesson in the pool focusing on strokes and self-rescue. The course is $100 per person and is open to anyone ages 10 and up. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.